Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I just wanted to uh, start off by asking you about, you know, the video at the end of the game, Mm -hmm. uh, your reaction. I think a lot of people who are close to sports and would understand the level of competitiveness and probably the frustration, but it kind of overboiled there a little bit. Just, Just take us through that. And maybe your reflection on it today. Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate it. And look, uh, it was a, um, it was a, a intense game. It was a, a passionate game. Um, you know, I'm up in the box. I'm watching my guys down there just uh, give us everything they possibly have in them uh, with effort and and from from start to finish, playing ninety something snaps in a game. And, uh, you know, it was a, a playoff atmosphere, a lot of credit to the Miami Dolphins. And obviously we weren't on the uh, winning end of it. So it's, uh, it's frustrating and, um, you know, uh, reacted that way. And, and obviously that's something that I'm definitely going to learn from. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to want to take the passion out of the game. Uh, we're all in this on this to, to win football games for obviously for the Bills, uh, for for our fans. And uh, we're going to give give them everything we got, but it's something I'm going to learn from and and uh, and make sure, you know, it's a, a correct move forward. Just my only follow to that would be uh, in terms of the game itself and how it unfolded, uh, the the number of opportunities that it seemed like, despite everything that this team was going through in terms of the injuries, in terms of the heat, that game was right there for the taking, mm-hmm. and just a lack of finish um, on the offensive side is really what didn't allow that to happen. Yeah. I, I think there were some, some opportunities there that, uh, that we missed. And uh, uh, some of that is, is, or a lot of that is correctable. I think there are some things that, uh, that we could do better um, all around from a, a coaching standpoint and an execution standpoint. Um, and it's a, a great learning experience on, on a lot of different levels for, uh, for us all. Uh, and we're excited to get back out and, and get back to work and, and really make sure that uh, our focus is is the Baltimore Ravens and and uh, and get rolling on those guys. I just wanted to ask you, how did you feel about your offensive line's performance? You didn't have everybody up there throughout mm-hmm. the game. You had people filtering in and out. But how did you feel about the offensive line despite the challenges that you endured throughout the yeah, game? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so proud of those guys. I mean, the way they battled. Um, just the, the, the nature of the game for, for a group like that, having to play 90 plays, you know, plus plays in a game, um, you know, and, and, and guys like uh, Dion and Roger playing every single snap of that game um, and having 17 play drives, 20 play drives um, and, 
and, and staying out there and doing it and giving, giving each guy next to them everything they've got, you know, and um, they battled that entire game against a great defense that, uh, that poses some, some, a lot of challenges for an offense. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the way they protected. Uh, obviously, you know, run game wise, we could do some things better from a, uh, all, all different levels standpoint. Um, but uh, uh, I think it's a, a true testament to those guys, the coaching they get, uh, the type of attitude that they have um, and, and what they're get willing to do for each other. Uh, that, that was uh, uh, it's, it makes a really special group. Now, what did you see on that missed throw from Josh to Isaiah in the end zone? Was he impacted by the injured hand, do you think? Did you see any deflection at the line of scrimmage? What happened on that play that led to him missing that throw? No, yeah, I think it just happened. It popped out on him quick, you know, it, it popped on quick and uh, just getting our feet set and um, in, in right position to make the throw. And if we're not being able to adjust with a little arc on, on the throw, you know, so I think it was just one of those things where it happened so fast on him that, uh, you know, he tried to try to get it out there to him quick and, and the ball just kind of went down on him. So, uh, it's again, it's it's something we're going to learn from. We're going to improve and get better from a technique standpoint, from a, uh, a communication standpoint and, and make sure that uh, that we're on top of those things when the game's on the line. Um, what did you learn in your first experience dealing with clock management for the first time? Yeah, I thought the communication was very good. Um, you know, I thought we were in we were in good shape for a lot of the game in terms of what what our intent was at that time. At the end of the half, you know, your intent is to get down to field goal range first and foremost. Then when you get down there, score a touchdown. So um, I think uh, uh, that was that was important for us. And then obviously the execution piece of it and something we learned from from the, the spike deal. Um, you know, I think that that'll help us moving forward in the future. Uh, and then the second half, obviously, the intent of going down and, and a field goal to, to win the game. Um, and again, right there, it's uh, it's part execution. It's part something that maybe I can do some things different looking back at it uh, to help my guys out uh, with the play call and, and getting the ball out and, and those types of things. So uh, I thought the intent of what we were trying to get done was exactly uh, what it needed to be. And then there's some things, obviously, that we're going to learn from. Look, we're all human. I'm human, as we, as we saw. Um, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm human. I'll, I'll make mistakes just like those guys. The key is, hey, how do we learn from those mistakes? How do we move on and, uh, um, and, and make sure that, that we continue to progress and grow as a team? Right. And that's leading up to my next question, Coach. And I don't know if the, the heat of the game probably played a role in it, but how do you really clean up the, the self-infliction down the stretch? Yeah, I, again, I think that's, that's things we're going to learn from. Um, it's things that, you know, we, we stress an offense being playing fast, playing physical and playing disciplined ball. And I think uh, I think we're we're able to do that a lot of the time. And just when it's when it's not the standard that that we set, we got to coach it, we got to point it out, um, and we got to emphasize it. And uh, when it is, we celebrate it, and we make sure those guys know they're they're doing it right. So I think that's coaching. That's what you what you got to do as a coach. And I think uh, uh, I think our guys appreciate being coached. Our guys want to learn and improve and get better. And I think that's the important thing as a coach that uh, that you celebrate the good, correct the uh, where we can get better uh, so that, you know, you continue to grow. Just at that goal line on the four downs at the goal line, when when uh, Devin Singletary got pushed by the offensive line and they pushed it uh, almost to the two to the, almost the one yard line. Was there any consideration of going with the with the package where you brought in the uh, extra, uh, made the tackle eligible as an extra tight end, almost blocker, and just go man-to-man and power football? Because 
uh, those Dolphins had their hands on their on their hips. They looked quite tired. It reminded me of the Seattle uh, Super Bowl game with the New England Patriots, where they decided to throw at the goal line. Uh, instead of running the ball, was there any consideration of running it? No, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of things that go through your head in that moment, you know. And and uh, um, you know, honestly, we we were running a similar concept as we did before. We were just trying to give it a different look, and uh, you know, it just uh, uh, it's one of those things where it, it didn't didn't work out our way. But it's something I'm going to learn from, and and uh, and definitely, th- I think there's some some ideas that we've got moving forward they're going to help us in that situation to, to allow those guys just uh, uh, to get pushed and, and, and generate some movement and, uh, and let I, any of our backs uh, that, that we feel great about in those situations, um, you know, and, and, and I think the biggest key for us and, and for any team is, Hey, you know, having options down there. And we feel like we've got great options, whether it's the line creating movement, the back end in there, whether it's Josh on the move, whether it's uh, our receivers one on one, I think we've we've got some good options, and uh, it's just you know it's it's picking the best one and rolling with it and, and trusting those guys to do it. All right, because you still have the I formation, right, where you could have the fullback Gilliam and revert back to his fullback and run an I and, and and you know the old school football, you know. Uh, we got it all. Oh yeah, we we got it all. You know, that's still in the book. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just uh, situation of the game sometimes. Uh, uh, Situation of the game, the way the game's going, the um, the personnel that you have out there is going to dictate some of that stuff. And and at that moment, I felt like that was the best decision for us to make. Um, you know, and and uh, in moving forward, it's uh, it might be the same decision based off of what we got going on. Uh, but again, it might be something different next time uh, based on the flow of the game and the situation. All right. And one last question for you on the, on the right no before problem. halftime when. Uh, when when the, when it was a bad snap and uh, Josh Allen had it fumbled, or kind of bobbled the ball, and then mm-hmm. he threw, even though because I've seen Tom Brady drop the actually drop the ball, pick it up, and then throw it right back into the ground. You can still do that, correct? That, you can still that's something it after fumbling, correct? That's something we learned from. Uh, you know, it's it's something we learned from that uh, uh, we feel like that if you do bobble the snap, you can then you know go ahead and clock it still. There was the the um, the thing that happened with somebody earlier in the year that we were we learned from, where you know they go to throw, uh, they're clocking it, but they go to throw a quick out and then he clocks it, you know, again late and could have been a potential ground, could have not. So that's I think kind of what was going through our head, but it's, uh, it's something that uh, that we're going to learn from and uh, and I think uh, make sure that you know something like that doesn't happen again. I want to go back to that goal line sequence as well. Mm-hmm. How much did having a third string center who's normally not a center, he's a guard in the game, impact your ability to go under center and limit your play calling? Uh, you know, like at the end of the day, whoever's in there, you know, I've got a lot of faith in them. I've got a lot of trust in them. I, I mean, all those guys, you know, um, at the time, I just felt like being in the gun under that situation was was going to be our, our best move, um, you know, for from Josh's comfort standpoint to the, the, uh, the center's comfort standpoint, you know. Um, whether, whether we were gun or under, uh, at the time, you know, wasn't really going to affect me too much. I feel like I just felt like we were having, uh, uh, some success with that concept and I wanted to come back to it and, and, uh, and give it a little different look. And considering the injuries as you go, like guy like Jake goes down other people as well. Um, how much did that kind of impact like what you were thinking as far as personnel usage? You got special teamers that, you know, now guys have to be used on special teams. What was that like kind of going through that process with 
both, you know, Sean and Leslie, as well as Matthew Smiley as well, and who's available to you and what you can do. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was a big, uh, you know, adjustment before the game in, tr- in terms of getting our personnel to where we wanted to. And then in the course of the game, we really had to adjust a lot, obviously losing Jake. And then just the, the way the game was going with those guys going 90 plays and, and you know, the way we were, we were throwing the ball. So we really tried to mix up the personnel a good amount so that we could give guys breathers where we can, whether it was, you know, some, some of the 21 personnel, some 12 personnel, um, you know, some two running backs in the game stuff. So, so we, I, you know, we really tried to um, do some things as adjustments in the game to try to keep our guys as fresh as possible. Cause when you look at, I mean, uh, those receivers did an unbelievable job from start to finish playing extremely fast, giving everything they got on every single play, um, you know, and, and uh, um, a lot of that's just inner desire, you know, their, their willingness to, to do it and compete. And then, uh, and then hopefully some of that was us rotating guys, mixing some personnel to make sure it wasn't always three receivers on the field and you only had one sub. I can. It's Jay with the Buffalo News. Um, you've talked a lot about that goal line sequence, but if you expanded it out a little bit beyond that, the last couple of games in short yardage, one or two yards needed to, to either gain a first down or a touchdown, you guys have, uh, I think, converted 13 of them. Uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on that success rate. You've thrown it twice as much as you've run it in those situations. Um, maybe some of the reasoning behind that and just where you see maybe uh, some of the deficiencies right now in short yardage. Yeah, Jay, I think, you know, at the end of the day, whether you throw it or run it kind of goes, you know, part into the scheme you're playing, you know, uh, um, how you how you feel like that what they're doing allows you to, you know, hit it straight forward or if they give you opportunities on the outside or not, you know. Um, for example, that the uh, Rams game, you know, uh, we were able to, to hit a successful play to Gabe there in a short yard situation, you know, because those those can become big plays for you potentially as well. Um, so there's some risk reward there. Uh, well, I don't think uh, I think part of our philosophy is playing smart, not conservative football. So we try to be you know smart and calculated with what we do. At the same time, we don't uh, you know while not being conservative. So. Um, we're, we're always going to game plan, uh, uh, to have both options at, at, you know, at our availability. And, uh, um, the biggest thing is, is we just got to make sure we're figuring out the best way we feel like to convert on those things to keep drives alive. And if I could go back to the video, there's been a lot of reaction on that. Uh, some positive saying that they love the passion, some negative, uh, calling it quite frankly, embarrassing. Uh, Sean said that, you know, he liked the passion, but that he wants to see his coaches demonstrate poise. He said he had that conversation with you. Um, now that you're 24 hours removed, I guess, and, and probably have, have cooled down from the heat of the moment, just what are your, I guess, maybe thoughts and takeaways on that entire situation? Yeah, obviously it's a, um, it's a passionate game. There's a, a, a lot of passion involved. It's a, uh, um, you know, you've got a burning desire and will to, to win for your team and put your guys in the best best position. And it's, it's something I'm going to learn from. And uh, it's something that uh, um, I'm definitely going to um, remember moving forward and, and make sure that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something I learned from. And, and uh, there's, uh, you know, not something that's going to happen. Just did you feel like uh, the Dolphins – 
pretty much sent the kitchen sink at you. I mean, just in terms of pressures, simulated pressures, corners joining a four-man rush. And, and how did you feel? I mean, it seemed like Josh handled it pretty well. What did you think of Josh's uh, uh, handling of all their pressures? I do think Josh handled it well. I thought he did a, um, a really good job just staying poised, seeing the field, um, understanding where his issues were and, and where he was protected. Um, and, and made a lot of good plays for us. And then our protection, I felt like, did a, did a good job in, in handling a lot of that stuff. So, obviously, those guys pose a ton of problems. They do um, some really good things schematically. And, and uh, I felt like our coaches did a really good job preparing our guys to, to put them in position to, to succeed. And I thought those guys went out and executed on a lot of, uh, a lot of tough looks. And then as a follow-up, Devin's receiving game and his blitz pickup through three weeks obviously he caught a lot of passes and you know was just what do you want to say about him uh, in the receiving game yeah I thought Devin did a great job I thought he did a um, you know he really did not only as a receiver but in protection picking up pressures um, you know being uh, uh, physical and, and smart as a runner and then obviously yeah in the receiving game he did a really good job getting out making plays in space um, you know, uh, breaking some tackles and, and getting uh, some explosive plays just on, on outlet throws. Hey, Ken, when, when you talk about the incident that happened in the coaching booth yesterday and, and kind of learning from it and growing from it, when, when you're the coach, you're the guy that's been doing it for 20, 30 years. You're the expert when it comes to you and the players. But with something like this, you know, these guys have grown up in an internet era, kind of understand the idea of being everywhere in terms of uh, memes and gifs and, you know, it's a talking point around the league. Does it change the dynamic of, of trying to learn when you've got a, a situation where maybe the guys you're coaching have almost as much experience, if not maybe more so, about how to handle that, how to understand what it's like to be a part of that going forward? I think no matter what the situation is, there's stuff, there's things to learn from, you know, and, and I definitely think that's one, not only for me, but for, for all of our guys. And uh, um, whenever things like uh, like that happen, they're good good teaching moments for, for everybody involved, including myself. And uh, moving forward and, and uh, uh, grow from it and, and continue to, you know, I, I, we're, we're human we're, and that's what happens. And, and um, you know, so I think, I think no matter who you are or what, what level of experience you have, there's always going to be things you can learn from. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.